0: Hola Coca-Cola America, it's us, the Respawn name Fire Kick-Ass Reverend Gaming Podcast for Affable Idiots, um, welcoming you into our lives, our homes, our nature's pockets. <laughs> we have an episode for you filled with goodies and yum-yums today. I'm one of your hosts, Chad Michaelinus. We also have with us here Holden, not the Grabbler, Depardo.
1: <laughs> Is there even such thing as the Grabbler? Good okay. morning, it's everyone. It's long story. Ish. It's the afternoon. Long but. story.
0: Um, I saw the purple in your background. I tried desperately while I was talking to remember the name of the purple thing from McDonald's. And I still can't mm-hmm. remember it. But then I could remember, oh, there's like a burglar one. And I couldn't remember the word hamburglar. But the first word that came to mind was grabbler, which is the villain that Greg Miller made up in the kind of funny universe. Grabbler. And he just like... He's basically the hamburglar, but like a licensed free version. Um, so that's <laughs> that's how you got your name.
1: Is it kind of nuts that, right? You said purple. And you said, saw a purple wall. And first thing I thought too was the purple monster from the McDonald's cartoons
0: <laughs> <laughs> like Grimace. Grimace that's his name grimace
1: i remember for some reason i really wanted to watch those cartoons when i was a kid and then i finally got to it i'm like why did i ever want to watch those cartoons? wait
0: there were actually cartoons mcdonald's cartoons actually
1: cartoons there were mcdonald's cartoons yeah
0: i don't think it was like a
1: tv show i don't know i can't remember how it was distributed but there was mcdonald's cartoons or maybe i'm crazy and i had this like amazingly vivid dream as a kid and it stuck with me as a
0: memory who knows (laughs) 100 could be true uh, Grimace, <laughs> Hamburglar, Grabbler Boom A plus B squared mm. equals C squared Pythagorean theorem Hey everyone, we've also got the dreamiest fan base of all time Joining us from all over the world um, Here's our schedule that You can normally find us Normally on an average week You can find us on Saturday night, Sunday nights At around 8.30 Eastern time On twitch.tv slash affableidiots We are streaming right now However, on a Tuesday in the middle of the afternoon, because I was a sick little baby lizard in the last couple of days. Um, but normally, you can also find us on on tu- If You ever seen the end Tuesday of Requiem mornings? for a
1: Dream? That's kind of like what Chad was going through. Is the end of Requiem for a Dream? It was very traumatizing. Very so. It was yeah, exactly if you the you've same ever thing.
0: Seen our parent, my parents' back porch yesterday, and there was a half of a lizard just its butt hanging out because a dog ate the first half of it. <laughs> That's also what I was feeling like.
1: They got nominated for a lot of Oscars, it's really worth checking out if anyone wants it to see did.
0: it. It did. You should go, you should go <laughs> if you get time, it's on Netflix. Just go look up my parents' back porch <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> And see the butt <laughs> of a lizard whose first half was eaten by a dog. Uh, normally, we're here on Tuesday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern as well. Uh, however, you'll probably be listening to this on demand on Wednesday morning this week instead. But go check us out on YouTube YouTube, and podcast services. We have a new thing to announce. Uh, we, we brought up last week that we have a website now, affableidiots.com. You can follow us on all of our services. You can go check out all of our wonderful lifelong friends with whom we've had relations. And you can go see all of their content. But two things of note. One, if you are a lifelong friend with whom we have had relations and you are not represented on that site, please contact us. We would love to get you on there. There are some people who we just didn't have links for or we couldn't remember or we reached out and we couldn't get you. Second, if you would like to become one of those, we have Year of the Guest Reprise. For the next 365 days. Uh, so go there. It's the very first thing on our website. Affableidiots.com Sign up. We already have two guests signed up through Year the Guest. I'm excited AF. We're going to have a good time. Good time. Coming up on this episode, we're going to be talking about PSVR 2. We're going to be talking about the new state of play and the Pokemon Presents. And also, our first ever opinion-based piece coming in our Nintendo Quest Log. But first... We start with a eulogy, as EA did not remember (laughs) Anthem. We've got a bunch of EA-based stories today, starting with Anthem cancelled by BioWare, says Joe Juba at Game Informer. I think that's the first thing we've ever read from Joe Juba at Game Informer. Mm -hmm. It's a fun name to say. After years of development, trying to fix the controversial Anthem, EA has officially cancelled Anthem next. For some uh, some context, Anthem is a game that came out only 3 years ago. I know it feels like it was 97. Because you forgot years about
1: ago. Anthem as well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it came out 3 years ago in 2018. No, that can't be right. Was it 2019? I think it was 2019. 2019.
1: Yeah, like very very beginning of 2019.
0: Okay, 2 years ago in 2019. See? It's it feels like it came out 100 ago. Um and it was rushed, not finished, did not go over well, and they've been working on Anthem Next, which is basically they're revamping their, their No Man's Sky reboot, their Destiny Taken King reboot, uh, to fix the game and make it what they really imagined it could be. Um, they've been working mm-hmm. on that with a small team of people, and after a review... Last week, EA has decided they will no longer go forward with Anthem Next. They are canceling that reboot. They are leaving the game as is, though. So if you have it for some reason and you like it and you want to play it some more, you can still play it. And despite all of our hard work trying to get people to remember it, it will no longer be remembered in the pantheon of history. Hold on. I'm glad let's... Let's talk about a a couple of, since Anthem is dying today, let's talk about a couple of our favorite Anthem memories. Do you remember any?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think my favorite uh, Anthem memory is when you would just bring it
0: up over the past two years
1: saying, remember Anthem? I think that's my favorite (laughs) Anthem memory.
0: (laughs) I honestly, in the reveal trailer for Anthem, they showed the guy flying like Iron Man and then he dives down underwater and like, oh my God, that looks so cool. It's a shame the game wasn't as cool, though. The
1: fly, Even when we played the demo, the flying part still wasn't great because it didn't, like, <laughs> you had to, like, fly through waterfalls to cool yourself down so yeah. you can continue flying. Yeah, and it, your flight time was very short. It, it's weird. But. I'm just glad because I don't, I feel like this would have came out and just, Kind of died on arrival again. I just feel it would have been more embarrassing. Like, no one
0: wants to play. Yeah, it's Anthem. it's good it's gone. I can't imagine there are any people who are right now playing Anthem, and then again would be excited when Anthem Next comes out and they would decide they want to play it. No, no one wants to play that. Mm-hmm. But Anthem failed, so that Dragon Age Four could succeed, because Dragon Age Four Four will be a single player RPG as EA cuts multiplayer features, says Michael McWhorter at Polygon. So the team that was working on Anthem Next has now been reallocated to Dragon Age 4, and because of Anthem's failure as a multiplayer online game, uh, and because of Jedi Fallen Order's success as a single-player game, they have now pivoted Dragon Age 4 to be a fully single-player experience and not uh, a uh, uh, a game with a heavy multiplayer component as it was originally developed to be. So that is good news. EA is seeing the light. They are seeing the track record that their previous games have had, and they are doing what everyone wants them to do going forward.
1: Especially since, like for me, I have no problem if a game comes out and it's single player only. There used to be this time where if a game came out, it had to have a single and multiplayer option. And there's just this like shoehorned in crappy multiplayer experience that was didn't quite congeal with the single player experience if they were trying to mesh them or it was like just totally separate had nothing to do with the the main experience and especially and not that last of us Two started this trend but especially with last of us part two where i see like oh they didn't make a multiplayer experience for that I mean, maybe they are separately. I think they mentioned something like that, but they, they developed their time or they spent their development time on the single player experience and it shows because that's what people buy that game for. And you think of these huge grand RPGs, unless it's an MMO RPG, no one, I don't think most people want a multiplayer experience as a part of that. Like it just, so I'm glad that, that this is kind of like a wake-up call for, for EA. I agree. In that sense.
0: I agree. It feels like EA has been the only type, the only company that has not moved forward from that time. What was that? Like, probably like 10 years ago now. Or maybe even yeah. more. Where they were shoehorning multiplayer. Do you remember Do you remember online passes around that too? Where like Not only were there shoehorn, oh, shoehorned yeah. multiplayer games, but you had to pay $10 if you bought it used. You had to pay $10 to play that multiplayer mode online as well.
1: Mm-hmm. That's so, EA for you.
0: I'm so glad we grew out of those. Uh, speaking of growing out of them... It looks like EA, just in general, is growing out of its gross practices, or at least becoming a little better about them. EA is putting the future of its franchises, including Titanfall, into its studio's hands, says Rebecca Valentine, now of IGN, previously GameIndustry.biz. Mm-hmm. Um, Rebecca Valentine did a, an interview with Laura Miele, that's how we're going to pronounce that, M-I-E-L-E? Yeah, I guess, yeah. Who is the, uh, she's the chief studio officer at EA. And she spoke about EA's relationship with its players and a few kind of good practices that I guess had been going on the past couple of years that I hadn't really put them all into one. Like I hadn't thought about all of these at once and realized that EA is kind of turning a a corner. Um, But when Laura became CSO, so Chief Studio Officer, about three years ago, she said she wanted to strip away perceptions of EA's in-game production um, and continue to focus on what players love. So if you think about this, actually over the last three years since she took over, uh, we've gotten a lot of good things from EA. They've started the new skate game, which everyone was asking for. They now have college football games again. There's Command & Conquer came back as a remaster. After EA saying, we're not interested in, per- in pursuing remasters, we now have the Mass Effect Trilogy remaster coming. Battlefront 2 got a huge revamp after that launched with a bunch of pay-to-win kind of stuff and, and gross microtransactions. So. And now with... You know Anthem Next and Dragon Age Four and 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 Jedi Fallen Order. It looks like EA actually is starting to make a difference in the way that it develops things, what it chooses to work on, and its relationship with its customers. And not only that, but it's also improving the relationship with its developers a little bit as well. Uh, Laura discussed her strategy with interacting with their internal studios, and she says that it's usually best for the studios to take the lead and not be directed by executives. And so they're going to let uh, the studios kind of determine the fate of things like Titanfall or whatever the franchises, whatever the studios want to work on. Whether they think, yeah, I would love another sequel in this or I would love maybe a new IP, they're basically putting that power in their hands. So, uh, this is really good news to hear from EA. And I think it's at a time when, you know, we all look at EA and they're still like this gross giant mega corporation publisher in the gaming industry. And they're always the butt of the joke when it comes to that kind of thing. But, um, I really love that Rebecca Valentine put this all in one article to make me realize. You know what? Yeah, they are kind of they're improving a little bit. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean it's nice to see that companies changing and to actually listen to players, especially like especially after Battlefront Two, which was probably one of the most embarrassing things that a company has had to go through up to that point, AKA not mentioning Cyberpunk. Um, so. <laughs> It's good that these companies can steer in a new direction and I think the important thing to note here is that it did take three years for us to even kind of start to realize. Oh, yeah, it actually has been changing. Like sometimes this the stories we tell ourselves in our head about like an EA company can take a while to change. Because it takes a while to, to change the company like. Right. It's it's a long process and. It's going to be ongoing, too. Like, who knows? Like, Dragon Age 4 could release, and we realize there are still some lessons that they need to learn because they did something in single-player experiences that we weren't a fan of. Like, it's always ongoing, but it's nice to see that it is ongoing, and it's not stagnant, and that it's not, like, they're going to release, you know, uh, Mass Effect where you unlock new, you know, characters by having 40,000 experience points that you can either get through the game or by spending $40 on that character or something like that um it's just nice to see that that kind of change and i feel like anthem is almost kind of like closing a door and saying that's in her past that's behind us like what's kind of forward what's what do we what do we want ea to be the face of and another thing that um it wasn't even uh, mentioned and i don't know if it's related to this cuz i don't know how the time frame on this works but like ea originals like the funding indie projects and giving all the money to them and that kind of stuff like it seems like they just kind of want their name to be associated with good games. And I feel like that's how it should be for a studio, like let the developers do what they want to do. They know how to make a game better than an executive who's good at business. Right.
0: And I feel like we, that's what we talk about is kind of the key to success for Sony and its first party studios as well it like, they Mm -hmm. have a lot of control over what they're doing. And Sony's just basically there to say, well, we'll tweak this a little bit or suggest a couple of things or bring people together and share technologies. But really the games themselves are up to the developers. Hmm. Proud of EA. Proud of you. Drop an anthem. C. Picking up Mass Effect Trilogy Remaster. Be good. <laughs> That's it for our main quest. We're going to move on to a little tiny little segment called Playtime, where we talk about what we played this last week. Holden, you have a new thing on your list. Tell me about what you played.
1: Um, we have Major's Mask, which we'll talk about later <gasps> Why on. Why are you on playing
0: Major's Mask, Holden?
1: Because it's last month's barf game that we'll be talking about in a few days this month. That's um, right. So uh, we're going to be talking about that. Um, but the this month, or actually the next two months barf game, is Final Fantasy IX, which I had actually bought before I finished Majora's Mask and started playing before I finished Majora's Mask So I'm actually <laughs> very excited to play this game. Uh, so I started playing that as well. That's um, the next two months barf game. It is what available barf on mean? Switch, PlayStation 4. BARF is backlog backlog accomplishments with Respawn and Friends. How do people vote on BARF games if or, they if they want to? I'm getting to it, Chad. I'm getting okay, to okay, it. Okay, okay,
0: okay. I'll let you talk.
1: It is us going through what um, backlog games we would like to play and then leaving it up to our Patreon audience to decide which ones of a survey or a poll of four they would like us to play. Chad and I go back and forth on picking the games each month and Chad decided on Final Fantasy 9 as one of the options and you chose you Patreon supporters. A game that was not a part of the Patreon um, poll for BARF but I played anyway and beat was Super Mario Sunshine. You
0: beat Super Mario Sunshine?
1: Very quickly I beat Super Mario Sunshine yeah. I didn't do like the 100% completing but I I beat the game, which I've wanted to do ever since I was a kid and had it on GameCube, and I never beat it on GameCube because I was really terrible at games back then. (laughs) And also, just like this is a there, there are levels in this game that are really easy, and there are some levels in this game that are really, really hard. It is definitely not the pinnacle of platforming for Mario, but I really like the um, the aesthetic. I really like, like I like how it is one cohesive world as opposed to. he's kind of like i think i just talked about this last week like the odyssey experience where it's like all these different lands you're going to um it's it's a really really good game i recommend it it's good you can avoid some of the later levels if you want to because some of the level eights in this game are like are just crazy hard like really insanely Did you hard ever beat the watermelon are some no 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 mm. fuck that <laughs> fuck it <laughs> no way ever. But there are some levels that I think are like among the best 3D Mario levels. Like really really solid stuff. There's one level that's a, it's a hotel and I'm like this is going to be lame. You're just inside a hotel the whole time, like boring. But no, one of the best 3D Mario levels ever I I think was in there where you're basically learning how to navigate this hotel by looking the nooks and crannies, going up into the air vents and stuff. Like it was a really cool level. I really enjoyed that one. Um so, yeah, I feel like now I feel like I, yeah, I've yeah i beaten every 3D Mario game except for Super Mario, Mario Galaxy 2, and I'm fine with that. I feel like I don't need to play Super Mario Galaxy 2. I thought Super Mario Galaxy for a Mario game was just fine. So I feel like I've played all the 3D Mario games I would like to play. How can and you play could... all
0: of them and just have one out there remaining and not want to play it? <laughs> just to say you played it.
1: Uh, well, it's just in the case of Super Mario Galaxy, like, if it was on Switch, I probably would would seek it out. But it's it's I'd have to get a Wii. I'd have to um, either get the hope it comes to the sensor bar, or use a candle or something like that to get the Wii mote to work, and then <laughs> plug it in. Oh, that works! You can use a candle instead of the Wii Motion Bar. It's weird, but it works. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I, if if it was accessible, I would give it a shot. But I feel like the barrier to entry for that game is so high versus my desire yeah. to play it. Yeah, I get it. So I'm not going to. Well, it's Destiny wonderful it and week, you're a mad man,
0: So that's it. That's all I have to say. <laughs> 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 I played a couple of new things this week. First of all, Destiny 2 will always be there. I t- nothing new to report on this week other than well, we just fucking beat the raid again. Deep Stone Crypt, great. We're going to attempt the... There's a glitch that was discovered a couple weeks ago where you can somehow get 12 people in doing a raid at a time instead of the normal six. So we're going to try uh, the Last Wish raid this weekend on Saturday.
1: Were there any server problems there at all, or did it run pretty smooth?
0: It, as soon as you get 12 people in there, it runs totally fine. Aside from the fact that you just destroy everything because it's so overbalanced. but <laughs> um, So yeah, we're going to attempt that. If they haven't fixed it today, You know, Tuesday is their weekly patch, so hopefully they haven't fixed it. But I played two new things. First... Is uh let's start of the the lesser of two evils, Cod Blops for Cold War Zombies Outbreak. Hey, I'm recording right now. That is that is a mouthful. Call of Duty Black Ops for Cold War Zombies Outbreak. Uh this is the new (laughs) the new zombies mode that came out in Cold War. They had a free weekend on PS4, so you could download the PS4 version of your PS5. They didn't even give you the haptics on the PS5 version. Um, and I played this with a friend of mine named Donovan on Saturday. We played about an hour of it. And it is it's different than most zombies modes, which we now have experience playing, thanks to Modern Warfare 3. But it is um it's a giant map. It's a giant, like snowy map. There's you know, ski slopes. Like an open
1: world map. Like a-
0: almost kind of like it's probably the size of uh Warzone's map, maybe. It's big, it's a very, that's very large map. Yeah. yeah, and you you do have like an objective, like you have to go kill this person over there, and, uh, or this this boss, you kill that person, and then eventually, after you've done enough things, and you've got enough money, you can call in a helicopter for evac, and then you have to like survive a horde of enemies, and then get on the helicopters. Like that's that's the ultimate goal, but you don't have to do that right away. In fact, you don't have to do that at all. You can run around, pick up shit. There are just zombies like everywhere across the entire map. and um, they, As you go, you can like pick up little side quest type things where it's like kill a bunch of zombies while crouched and you can get better loot. And then you get that loot and you can go kill better zombies or go and kill this particular one zombie off in the woods somewhere. And that's just a really hard zombie with crazy powers and shit like that. So it's, kind, it's, a, it's a little tiny, like, open area. Not open world, but maybe open area where you kind of are deciding what you want to do rather than the traditional zombies experience, which is all, like, wave-based and you're in a confined space and it's just zombies, like, crazy coming in through windows and shit like that. So, uh, to me, not having that focused objective, you know me in open world games, like, if there's too much to do and it's too sparse... and I, I did feel like it was... It was too sparse. Like, there were zombies everywhere, but it was, it was nowhere near the intensity or the urgency of the regular zombies mode, which really gave me uh, a lot of anxiety and fun and joy. <laughs> um, so I probably won't go back and play Outbreak again, but I'm still, as soon as Cod Blops 4 goes on sale, I'm definitely gonna buy it for the regular zombies mode, though, to play. I also played Minecraft. Delicious. Holden. This surprised me. Yeah. I
1: didn't think you would ever play Minecraft.
0: Um, I played Minecraft because my sister set up a Minecraft play date with my niece and my nephew. And they fucking love Minecraft. And so my sister's like, do you want to play with us from two to three on this day? And I was like, sure, I'll play for an hour. Um. so she set it up and then she didn't even show up <laughs> it was just me and the kids <laughs> playing Minecraft and this is the most boring fucking game on the entire planet Holden you would love it you would fucking love it but it is boring as hell it's okay it is like we we start we just jump into a server and we're just on this island this little island and I run around the island take about 60 seconds to run all over the island I'm like, cool, what do we do? I was like, oh, there's an island over there. How do we get to it? We have to mine dirt, and we have to build a dirt bridge over to that island. I was like, okay, how much dirt do we need? Well, everyone fill up with 64 dirts. like, okay. So I just sit there and chop, 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 one dirt. Chop, 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 two dirt. Chop, chop, And I just do that for probably about 10 minutes, getting enough dirt and then we build a dirt bridge over to the other island and we get there. We're like, cool. What's on this island? I don't know. Nothing. <laughs> great. Glad we spent all that time building a dirt bridge. And then nighttime comes and we're like, oh, it's nighttime. Be careful. There are zombies everywhere. And then zombies come and they kill you. And you're like, oh, damn it. And then you respawn and you lose all your shit. All the dirt that you picked up, it's all gone. I'm like, great. Well, I walk across... The dirt bridge is still there, so I walk across that. And then eventually, you know, we stumble across... There's an island with a village on it. Like, oh, great. We go to the village and everyone there is useless. We just pillage their homes for, like, the couple of things that we got. And it is just... There's no objective. It's boring as hell. It's just nothing but, like, punching dirt and getting better dirt so that you can make more <laughs> dirt shit. <laughs> and it's so boring.
1: Yeah, that's... I, 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 I don't know. I... I've never been a huge fan of, of Minecraft. I got it when it was, like, beta. Like, before it was fully released, you can you could get, like, the .5 version of it. Yeah. And the, the one thing that I can say I liked about it was that it's a very, very specific moment. Is that I was just walking in one direction for a while. Because I'm like, I don't know what the hell to do in this game. This is kind of, like, pointless. I'll make a house. I'll wait in the house overnight while zombies stand outside. But I don't have to fight them because I'll just stand in this house, like... Standing's a very fun game mechanic for me. Love standing. (laughs) (laughs) Great stuff. But I'm walking down um, when it's daylight and I just come across this area that has like reverse mountains where the peak starts at the bottom and then it's like scale. It kind of... um, It's like like a a control pyramid? Yeah, like a control pyramid, yeah. Um, And finding that and being like, whoa, this is really cool. This is kind of like... An eight-bit version of the floating mountains in Pandora on in the movie Avatar, like that's kind of cool. And then I got to the top of them and I looked around and I'm like, okay, I'm now I'm bored now. <laughs> I, I, I saw it, like that's it. Yeah. Like, I guess it's like I don't mind games without a purpose in terms of like Animal Crossing doesn't really have a specific purpose, but there's like a charm to it that that I enjoy. And this, it's like, oh, but there are so the many are ugly, systems. The, the ground is ugly
0: in Animal Crossing. Yeah. And there are customization yeah, exactly. options. Like, things that you can do. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there's things you can do, but this is like, there's boring dirt, there's boring rocks, <laughs> there's boring mines, there's boring trees, there's stupid little pigs and stuff. And everything looks just, gross just and stupid by
0: design, it. too. So it's not like you're even looking at anything yeah. that's impressive. It's just like, oh, this world looks terrible.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, like, I will say that, like, my brothers are huge fans of Minecraft. And it's because they create things in Minecraft. Like, they kind of use it as more of, like, like virtual Legos. So I'm like, okay, that's cool. I get that. Not how I want to play games. Mm-mm. That's just, like, not my goal with it.
0: I can tell you there was one part that my niece and nephew got incredibly excited about. Um, there was one island that, you know, had a hole in it and you dropped down and just, we went into this big network of caves and we got lost and stuck in there. But eventually we got low enough in there that we found this one little section of rocks that had gold in it. So you could mine the rocks and get gold out of it. And they freaked out. They're like, oh my god, we found gold. I never thought we would ever find gold in this. We're rich now. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. And you know, they break this stupid looking ugly block and they get two little coins of gold. And I'm like, great, what do we do with this now? And am like... Uh, we can make gold weapons and gold helmets and stuff and I was like, "Awesome, let's make it." I'm like, "No, gold helmets are f- terrible. They suck." <laughs> I was like, "Why do we want gold then?" I'm like, "No, oh, it's rare." And then we did find we found diamonds. And they were like, "Oh my god. Diamonds. I've never found diamonds before. This is amazing. I never thought we'd find diamonds." So we made diamond swords, which are apparently the best swords you could ever make. And then immediately I've accidentally fell into some lava and there goes my diamond sword. It's gone forever. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> oh, I fucking hate yeah, same that Yeah,
1: say it like Dark Souls where you can like go back and get your souls after you die. Like it's just gone completely.
0: If you, so when you get killed by something, normally all your shit just kind of like sprawls out on the floor, on the ground. And so other people can pick it up or if you make it back to that spot, you can pick it up. Um, okay. But you respawn the lava, only at places forever. where you've ever slept in a bed. But yeah, if it falls in the lava, it's gone forever. Um and so yeah, and it is game is boring. I hate it. I hate that game so much. But I love <laughs> that my my niece and nephew had a great time. So
1: A lot of people love it though. <laughs> like a lot they of do. people. do.
0: I don't it's like the best selling game of all time, too, isn't it? It's I don't understand. I don't understand. Yeah, something it. like that. Moving on to our quest log. Holden, we're gonna start with Sony, something that's very close to my heart, and that is VR, PSVR, introducing the next generation of VR on PlayStation. This comes directly from the PlayStation blog. Seemingly out of nowhere, they just decided to tell everyone, hey, we're working on another VR. Here's an article with GQ, of all things, where we just mention a couple of things about it, and then we have a full on full-on post in the blog. So, they did mention, yes, we're working on PSVR 2. It's going to have big resolution gains. Um, They're going to have a wider field of view so you can have more of a peripheral vision while you're in there. Uh, They're working on better tracking and input. There's going to be one single cord, which is really great, that you have to plug in. So, no like crazy amounts of cable management. From what it sounds like, there's not even going to be a breakout box. Because right now, it is a pain in the ass to set up VR like you have the camera plugging into the the PlayStation you have the breakout box plugging in to power to the HDMI and then to the USB of the PlayStation as well and then the cable going from the HDMI to the TV as well and then the two cables coming out to the headset and it's just like it's a pain in the ass to set up so it sounds like it's going to be literally one cord plug it into your PlayStation you're good to go that makes me think also maybe not even a camera maybe it's inside out tracking Mm -hmm. and because the PS5 camera that they shipped does not work with the PSVR of your, I imagine that means that, yeah, they've taken all VR tracking functionality out of it completely because they don't need it for the next gen. So that's even more credence to that, that rumor. And then what's possibly the most exciting thing that I think is going to make the next step, the next leap in VR, is the new controller inspired by the DualSense features. So they didn't obviously reveal anything, but they just said there will be a new controller it's going to have a great focus on ergonomics but it sounds like they're taking you know the haptics the adaptive triggers and things like that and i think that's what's going to take vr to the next level if you can if you can feel yourself gripping something with actual resistive triggers if you can feel yourself pulling the trigger of a gun or if you get shocked and you can feel it in your hands like that's what i think is going to make vr a little bit more immersive so I'm v excited. Also,
1: just anything that's not a move controller. That's why right. I was talking <laughs> about the ergonomics thing. Because, like, it, it's not a very ergonomic controller. It feels... I, I always found the move controllers kind of awkward to hold in the first place. So if it has more of, like... It can take a shape that just conforms to your hand better. Yeah. Than and the stick.
0: It's also the move, the move controller, controller. Like, their buttons are in very weird places. Like, knowing... Yeah. Like, the X, O, triangle, and cross... Or whatever. The four PlayStation symbols... Like they're they're not mirrored, so your left and your right one. If you have to press triangle, it's you know moving your thumb to the left on here, where it's moving your thumb to the right on this controller. So it's it's weird that it's mirrored like that. Pressing the buttons on the side, like for the options button, is weird. So yeah, it's it's great that they're dedicating yeah, it's a controller. It wasn't
1: designed for VR. It was like PlayStation Move on PS3, and then like this will work with PSVR and just brought it over. Like so those are in serious need of an upgrade but ultimately you're right though. Like the, the haptics is going to be the biggest deal. That's going to be huge for VR. So
0: it is, they did confirm that it is not launching this year. So here's a quote from the, the blog post. There's still a lot of development underway for our new VR system. So it won't be launching in 2021, but we wanted to provide this early update to our fans as the development community has started to work on creating new worlds for you to explore in virtual reality. So dev kits are out there. Uh, Hold it! Why do you think they announced it like they did in this blog post, and then referenced it in a GQ article? I I have
1: no idea. I think like I'm excited about this product. Everything that they have said, I think, sounds like a good improvement. But I I, I cannot think of a worse way they could have announced this other than handing out pamphlets in Times Square. <laughs> like that might have been a worse way <laughs> to announce it, because like. VR is hard to sell over video let alone in a written article where you can't even get a visual representation of what they're trying to do it just seemed kind of weird to announce it this way maybe they thought ps5 sold really well and we announced that in an article so like why not just do it for PSVR as well like maybe that was their idea I don't know but I mean I'm glad it's coming I just think it was a weird way to to announce it
0: I agree it's it's a really um it felt really lackluster for the, the announcement of what is hopefully going to be a really crazy awesome device. But I th- my guess is there have been a lot of people who are assuming based on, you know, putting puzzle pieces together from PSVR and PS5's compatibility that PlayStation is kind of postponing or giving up on VR a little bit. You know, the, the new camera doesn't support the PlayStation VR headset. Uh, getting it to work on PS5 is a headache, Um, you specifically there are no PS5 versions of VR games like if you want to run Hitman 3 you have to download the PS4 version run it on your PS5 and then do it in VR so a lot of people were thinking oh this is these are the signs that like they're going to wait a little bit longer until there are bigger developments in VR so I think this was them just Mm -hmm. saying no guys we are still committed to it we do have cool things in the works don't worry Uh, we've got things coming so just to kind of hold people over a little bit
1: yeah I do wonder so you said that um, this is kind of a transition to something else but the development quote from the article that we read already but as development community has already started to work on creating new worlds for you to explore virtual reality I wonder how much of that is going to be hey these are experiences that developers are working on for psvr1 but now they're also working for it on PSVR2, kind of like how there's a lot of PS4 games that are coming to PS5. Yeah. Or are these like games that are going to be tailored for PSVR2 and tailored for you know PS5? Because obviously PS5 has a lot of hardware that would be hugely beneficial to VR, such as a super fast SSD that can load in assets really fast. So I'm kind of hope I, I would. I'm very much looking forward to that being expanded upon, because um, I don't think that there's a large enough PlayStation VR f- like audience that they would necessarily benefit from having cross-gen games like they did with PS4 to PS5. I think they could get away with keeping it, like, here are games you can only play on PSVR 2. So I'm kind of curious what direction they go with that.
0: And I think we'll be far enough into the generation that, by the time this comes out, we'll be far enough into this generation that that won't seem like it's prohibitive to a lot of people. People are like, oh my gosh, but I have all of Mm -hmm. these things and I have this whole extensive PS4 stuff. Like, no, like... We've established PS5 is the current gen now. Let's start making PS5 experiences. Mm-hmm. Speaking of PS5 experiences, Days Gone is leaping off of PlayStations <laughs> and onto PC. So uh, Days Gone PC port is the next PlayStation PC games. as Jenny Leda at Silicon Era. Um, Jim Ryan, CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment, announced that Days Gone would be coming to the PC in spring 2021. Uh, he also said that, quote, a whole slate of PlayStation games, unquote, would see a PC release, but didn't offer any hints at which titles would be ported. So this follows, you know, Days, not Days Gone, uh, Death Stranding coming to PC, Horizon Zero Dawn coming to PC, now Days Gone. Um, while it's, there there are rumors, you know, of God of War making the jump, bless you. There are rumors of God of War bl- making the jump, Holden's gonna see 17 more times, <coughs> everyone um (laughs) it seems so far to be the titles that maybe are under not underperforming but maybe are like they sell less obviously god of war and uncharted are gonna sell crazy numbers but you know horizon zero dawn was a new ip days gone is a new ip death stranding new ip and maybe they all didn't sell as well as they could have on playstation so they're looking to make extra money on pc So I'm wondering what their strategy is because that seems to be a trend with the ports they've chosen so far.
1: Yeah, I think it's definitely an aspect of that because I mean, I mean, Days Gone sold well, but obviously not to like the levels of their biggest IP, like you just mentioned. I think also these games are easier to port. So like, Kojima already worked on getting the Decima engine to run on PC, which probably made it easier to get Horizon to run on on PC. And then Days Gone runs on Unreal Engine, so it's not a proprietary engine, and obviously Unreal runs on PC already. So I feel kind of like these were probably easier ports for them to do. I don't know what engines were used in other games. I feel like Naughty Dog and Santa Monica used their own proprietary engine. I highly doubt they're using Unreal. Um, so I'm curious if those would come. But I also feel like in the case of God of War and Uncharted and, you know, Last of Us and those kind of experiences, they don't... I, I'd be more surprised if those came. Yeah. I think, like, the, the kind of games to bring over might be, like, Gran Turismo or Ratchet & Clank or something like that, like where it's it's a definitely a strong first party game, but it's not necessarily like their like it's not their biggest IP. It's not what's bringing in right. most of the they're EA not com, system sellers like Spider Man first party audience. Or yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So I'd be curious to see where this kind of goes, but I mean they are clearly making this a bigger initiative. Yeah. I do think though that this. This is not the same as Microsoft in their initiative. I don't think you're ever going to see Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart coming out on PS5 and PC at the same time. If anything, it'll be Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart 2 is coming out, and the year before that, they'll release Rift Apart on PC. I think that's kind of more what it is. Like, hey, this game has sold what it's going to sell on PS5. It has sold the consoles that it's going to sell for people who want to play that game on PS5 and play it at first now let's see what new people we can get in this is still i think going to be very different than how microsoft approaches it
0: i agree i concur doctor um two more items on the sony quest log number one is that there's a report that sony is scaling back it's japan studio letting go of majority of staff says blake hester um this is uh something that was rumored for a little bit and now it seems to be confirmed so this is partially due to games from the studio not profiting as much as they, as they wanted, um, so Sony's kind of pulling in the reins on them. Some of the developers from Japan Studio are going to Asobi, who made Astro's Playroom for PS5, and hopefully are working on another Astro game for the PlayStation 5 as well. There's an official statement from Sony that reads, quote, In an effort to further strengthen business operations, SIE can confirm PlayStation Studios' Japan Studio will be reorganized into a new organization on April 1st. Japan Studio will be recentered to Team Asobi, the creative team behind Astro's Playroom, allowing the team to focus on a single vision and build on the popularity of Astro's Playroom. In addition, the roles of external production, software localization, and IP management of Japan Studio titles will be concentrated within the global functions of PlayStation Studios. Hold on, I think Japan Studio's most famous game, The Last Guy, which launched on PS3 and was basically, you're playing as a little (laughs) blip on Google Maps, collecting uh, survivors of a zombie apocalypse. Um... Do you think this is a, the right move? Are you gonna Are you gonna miss them? They're being absorbed by Asobi. Like, what's What's going on here? Do you think it's a, it's the wrong thing? Are you sad?
1: I don't really have much to say about this. I was kind of looking at the games that they've released, and I mean, the games that I like most from them: Gravity Rush, Gravity Rush Two. I like. Well, I haven't played Gravity Rush Two, but I imagine I would because I really like Gravity Rush, I need to play Gravity Rush Two. Um, like, okay, like it's one game out of all the games the studio has made. Um, And the other one was like uh, was the Last Guardian, but that guy is not even with Japan Studio anymore. So kind of like, it's fine. Yeah, this just happens every once in a while. Um, It's not great that it happens, but it happens every once in a while. Um, Yeah,
0: I also think that there's any studio that I if there's any like a publisher or a company that I trust to make these kinds of decisions, it would be Sony. Like you, you obviously know what's going on with your first party studios. You have great relationships with them. And it looks like you're finding roles for people, hopefully elsewhere. Um, so yeah, I think it's the right move. Mm-hmm.
1: Next up. Also team Asobi making Astro's playroom. I hope this means that they are going to work on an Astro's like full Astro game. So I think that would be. I'd much rather have that. That sounds great. So hopefully that comes out of this. By
0: kind of what if two Studio. launches with Astro Rescue Bot two in VR? Oh my god, Kiara. Ah, <laughs> Final story for our uh, wrap up of the Sony Quest log is actually a pretty big one. Sony had a state of play. Everything announced at the PlayStation News event says Adam Bankhurst at IGN. This was. Um, I noticed we didn't even include the Nintendo Direct in this one. Oh, because we included it last week. <clears throat> uh, yeah, this was, this was shortly after the Nintendo Direct, and I would say a better presentation than that Nintendo Direct. And there were uh, some fun things to see additions to. There were some new things that were announced as well. Um, I'll go through and name a couple of things that were kind of of note Kena Bridge of Spirits, which we all are excited about here at the Affable Idiots Responding Fire podcast, is coming out on August 24th, 2021. Oddworld Soulstorm coming out April 6th and also coming to PS5 PlayStation Plus at launch as well. So it's going to be a new game that you get as a PS Plus member, which is great. Great. Uh, Crash Bandicoot 4 is coming on March 12th to PS5. That's the upgrade coming. Um, you get that free if you... Oh, actually, you might not get that free. I think that might have been one of the ones... Nope, I'm lying. Tony Hawk is the weird one. They didn't announce that. But also Tony Hawk is coming to PS5 and you have to pay 10 bucks to upgrade to it, which is dumb. Um, what an EA move. <laughs> yeah. The other weird thing about that Tony Hawk one is that it's also coming to Xbox Series X, but you cannot buy an upgrade, a digital upgrade for it. You just have to buy the new version of it. And that is because of Microsoft's um, stance on smart delivery. Like, You cannot charge for an Xbox Series up upgrade so that sucks but uh, a couple of other things solar ash gameplay footage was shown Um, there was a game called Sifu that looks pretty cool that was announced for PS4 and Mm. PS5 we got Returnal uh, gameplay which looks okay let's talk about Returnal for a second with the name and a little bit of the reveal I didn't realize until this trailer and I guess I should have realized earlier that it is much more roguelike than I thought it was going to be where it's like a, you go in, you die, things change, you come back again, you try it again in a randomly, randomly generated space, which is a little bit of a turnoff for me, I'm not going to lie. But it does still look really freaking dope, like all the monsters and the abilities that you get. like It looks like a really cool game, so I think I'm still going to pick it up. But I was a little bit disheartened to learn that it was a roguelike because I'm not into dying a lot.
1: Yeah, I haven't played roguelikes. So I'm not sure like how that'll speak to me. For me, seeing how bullet spongy the enemies appeared to be, that was kind of the big turnoff for me cuz it is fast but also sl- might be slower because of the bullet sponge yeah. like, you know, health bar of the enemy. So that I don't know. I'm I'm going to wait. I was already kind of in a I'll wait and see just because this is a very new game for that studio to even make in the first place especially if it's a rogue, like on top of being a third person shooter um but it definitely looks cool the aesthetic is cool the art direction's cool um takes advantage of super sexy drive it looks like <laughs> so like it could be cool I'm, I'm, I'm gonna wait and see for that one
0: gotcha me too i think hold a game that i think you were a little bit more sold on this round is knockout city tell us about knockout city
1: yeah, so Knockout they showed off at the Nintendo Direct, and they basically just said, like, it's dodgeball, but kind of like Fortnite and how it looks. And I'm like, ugh, that looks kind of dumb. <laughs> but then they uh, they expanded on the gameplay a little bit, and they're just kind of showing like the special abilities you get, the different kind of moves you can do. And I'm like, wanna, wanna, all right, that actually does look kind of fun. It's a $20 game, so I'm like, I can see that being, like, a fun game night game. That could be fun.
0: Coming May 21st, um, 2021. I'm, I'm hoping it's like a... Yeah. PlayStation Plus day one release. Because that's the kind of game that I, I would mm. I would try out for a game night, but I don't know if I want to pay 20 bucks and ask other people to pay 20 bucks for a game that could turn out to be
1: poo. Yeah. You've avoided a really big game here. Are you leading up to this game?
0: So the biggest announcement was at the very end, and that was some more Final Fantasy VII Remake news. So we have a new chapter of Final Fantasy VII Remake called Intergrade coming in June. It is uh, kind of an, a tandem storyline to the event of the first remake game where you play as Yuffie, who you might recognize from the original Final Fantasy VII game, which I didn't realize was a party member. Like, Yuffie showed up and, like, would steal your materia and shit, but I never realized in the first game that you could recruit her as a secret party member if you did the right things, which is cool. Um, and then another character that you play with as well that apparently is brand new to the franchise being shown off in that as well. That's kind of cool. It reminds me of like the Project Ada part of Resident Evil 4 where you go through and you're like, these are all the events of the game happening from Ada's point of view. And this is what she was doing in between running into you guys. Because uh, there are several moments where you're like, you can see Cloud and his party off in the distance and are like, oh no, don't interact with him. They're probably doing blah, blah, blah. Let's go do our own thing. I'm excited just for more final fantasy 7 remake i don't care what it is just playing that game that combat the beautiful environments so i'm excited just to have more of that but on top of that holden they're also releasing the ps5 version of final fantasy 7 remake with 60 frames per second performance mode 4k visuals ray tracing it looks like like the the lighting changes. Did ray tracing? They did say like lighting. They did graphics on PS5. Lighting. I don't <laughs> think they specifically said the words ray tracing, but it looks like it's ray tracing.
1: I want to look it um, up cuz I'm curious now.
0: Yeah, look it up. All of that is freaking sexy. I cannot wait. Um so all of that is free. If you have the PS4 version of Final Fantasy VII Remake, you get that for free. Or you could buy it on PS5 for 70 bucks. if you don't. In an interesting little twist, we'll talk about this a little bit more, Final Fantasy VII Remake for PS4 is free on PlayStation Plus today. Starting today. But you do not get the free upgrade if you get the PlayStation Plus version. You have to actually buy the game to get the PS5 upgrade. All of that is dope. Cannot wait. And it is, in a weird move... Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade, the extra chapter starring Yuffie, they have confirmed is PS5 only. So you do not get that on the PS4 version of the game.
1: I wonder why that's interesting. You don't hear that very often, that DLC for a game is next-gen exclusive. That's that's interesting.
0: Yeah. I guess they want more people to pay that 70 bucks for the PS5 version. What's up, Engage? Family Gaming and Campo63 in the chat. Yes, this is live. Yes, it is Tuesday. We uh, didn't record this weekend because I was sick, sick, sick. Uh, so, yeah, that was the the most exciting thing, I think, from that entire announcement was seeing more Final Fantasy VII Remake. I am 2% bummed that it is not news on the next installment and that it is instead like a supplemental chapter. But it doesn't matter as long as I get more remake. And I'm going to play it all again anyway because it's you know 4K 60 frames a second. So
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't really have a horse in this race because it's just like I'm not – like a huge final fantasy game, but although uh, final fantasy fan, maybe it'll change after nine and I'll go back to seven remake. But like I was watching when these servers were showing final fantasy seven, literally the first thing I said was, nah, this can't be DLC. They would just save that content for the next game. <laughs> and then like 30 seconds later, they're like, Holden, you're wrong. <laughs> you're super, super wrong. Yeah. Do you not remember um, final fantasy 15
0: any... and it was like 35 different pieces of DLC content for each of the characters
1: Oh, yeah, no, I just, I was, my, my mindset was like, well, we know they're making part two. So if they needed to expound on the story, they would they would do it there, right? But I guess not. Um, what's interesting to me is, is that they're charging $70 for the PS5 version of the game, but giving it as a free upgrade to everyone who already has the PS4 version. That's an interesting move to me.
0: I think that's, that's kind of like a, uh, a thank you to everyone who, hey, you supported this early on PS4, so we want to do this for you. But here's the, here's the question. Can you still buy the PS4 version right now, probably discounted, and then get the free upgrade come June?
1: Yeah, how would they track? I guess they could just track it by purchase date, but yeah, like how does that work? Hmm. Let's go and see. Is, is the PS4 version now going to be seventy dollars as well? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't probably know. Not, but that would Maybe be like, says it's thirty bucks really on Amazon crummy. right now.
1: Hey, you should get it.
0: Yeah, because if you have the Otherwise, disc version too, you can plug it in and and get the upgrade as long as you have a disc version of PS5.
1: I'm going to the PlayStation Store to see because I feel like if they were going to ensure it doesn't upgrade they would put the asterisk on it and the PlayStation Store would be like, this version of the game no longer. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. It's still so 60 bucks for starters. Um.
0: That's so interesting. Why would you do that then? Try to determine his personality based on those books. Got a lot I'll of Michael my back there. It's my dad's personality.
1: It's my dad's personality, it's not me. Nanotechnology.
0: While Holden is reading... I uh, don't see anything. Will... You don't see anything?
1: I don't see anything, but what I do see is that you can already pre-order the Final Fantasy Remake Intergrade $70 edition which is the game and the new episode featuring uh, Yuffie, and the Cat Star item. Catstar oh. item.
0: Okay, so the $70 includes Intergrade. Yeah. Intergrade is a paid upgrade for pe- people who have... Like, if I have the PS4 oh, version now... Oh, it is. Now. Okay, yeah. that makes sense then. Yes, okay.
1: Okay, that makes sense.
0: So you can still buy the $30 disc on Amazon for PS4 version of the game, but you would have to pay whatever the upgrade is to get the intergrade chapter that makes sense we figured it out science uh moving on to our nintendo quest log we have one item and one new little thing in our nintendo quest log the first item is that pokemon presents 2021 on pokemon day there was uh a, a bunch of announcements this little overview comes from adam Bankhurst at ign first and foremost they had a really dope video did you watch it did you watch the whole video or did you just catch recaps
1: i got into it late and then they started announcing games and i'm like oh well these are the games i was curious to see anyway the video is beforehand was just some sort of like remembering pokemon i'm like i don't care i'm fine missing that but i missed something good
0: I thought it was really cool. Like, they they did the all of, like, the entire 25 years of Pokemon. They had a cool little intro video. And it's like, games, Pokemon, red, Pokemon, green, blah, blah, movie, games. And then, like, they did every single Pokemon item. And you just realize, holy shit, there's a lot out there in the Pokemon universe. And they just, the entire timeline. I thought it was a really cool um, little tribute to the past 25 years in gaming. So... Uh, That was cool, but then they did take that opportunity to announce a couple of new games. First, and the most exciting, was the Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl remakes. Just kidding, that's not the most exciting one. Uh, But these remakes are coming late 2021. They are, basically they're going to be faithful ports of the DS games. But they are going to have a new art style. They're going to have you know three D art style rather than the two D that you saw on DS. Um, new animations and things like that for the Pokemon. That was cool. That alone, I was like, you know what? That's the first generation of Pokemon games I never played, and so I didn't rec- you know, I have no affinity for any of those Pokemon. Maybe I'll pick that up and, and play that. And then Holden, they showed off the best thing Pokemon's done since Pokemon Yellow version. And that is Pokemon Legends wow. Arceus. Yeah, I said it. I said it. Pokemon Legends Arceus is coming early next year. And this game is still Sinnoh, so that same pearl and diamond uh, location, but it is an open world game, just about catching the point. Like it's completely open world. It's Breath of the Wild Eyes' is Pokemon. So you have this one village that you're in. It is. Back in olden times, you are filling out Sinnoh region's first Pokédex. And the whole game is just, so far from what we've seen, just about catching Pokémon. So you're running out, you're hiding, you're like literally Horizon Zero Dawn style, like hiding in grass trying to avoid being seen by Pokemon, throwing the Pokeball in real life on the map in the open world, catching Pokemon. They can bust out of it. You can still have a Pokemon... It looks like one-on-one still Pokemon battles. You can still have one with you to help you know fight them in the real open world to weaken them a little bit. But it it looks like it changes up the whole thing. It is no longer about eight gyms, the Elite Four, all of that regular boring-ass bullshit. So I'm very excited for this game. It is... You know, I hate Breath of the Wild because it's super boring. Everyone's like, well, "Wait anyway, you? why are you excited for this if you hate Breath of the Wild? I hate Breath of the Wild because it has no progression in it. And all of the rewards are dumb and I don't want them. And the combat's boring. But this looks like the Pokemon game. The 3D Pokemon game that I've been wanting for decades. Are you as pumped as I am?
1: Yeah, I think this looks really really good. And I, I think yeah, I mean it's everything you said. It's it's the fact that it's completely open world now even though it's not the best looking open world i don't care it is an open world pokemon game that i can explore and it's not just like one area that's open world or at least not we're assuming maybe they are going to do this but it's one it's not one area that's open world like the wild area in sword and shield and then like just branching hallways that you can go down like that is so refreshing to see um But I think the biggest deal is getting away from the eight gym badge story and this is not what I would have expected them to do is like we're going to the past we're filling up the first Pokedex like it's kind of like adding a lore to the Pokemon world outside of Mm -hmm. some like Lore they would put in about Pokemon coming from different dimensions or something like that that they would just have to have the villains or team Whatever do something and they always talk about the lower Pokemon like it's not some excuse to like move the platform It seems like oh this could actually Add some kind of background to the world of Pokemon in an interesting way. That's super super cool even just the idea of like Go back to the gameplay of hiding in the grass and then throwing the Pokeball at a Pokemon without engaging yeah. like you would normally have to. Like that's just really, really cool. And I, uh, Daniel Raguera and I have talked quite a bit about kind of why Pokemon has been stagnant and and all that on on one of his uh, Twitch streams. And the the big reason is just the generations and kind of Pokemon they have to release to coincide with the anime and that kind of stuff. It it hinders their ability to. Um, To to do something grand every time because they have to kind of stick to this very um, rigid formula But because this is a side game it kind of says hey We can do this big experience if you want to but it's gonna be exciting experience It's probably not gonna be introducing new Pokemon you haven't seen before But it's gonna offer a new type of gameplay for people who want this so I think it's actually a really good balance to To hit there. Um, So I'm really really excited to see more of this and kind of see what they have to, to show off for it um it's just it, it. seems like a big deal, and I hope that it inspires the mainline series as well. But we'll just kind of have to see how that goes as well. Um, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, though, I feel like there's been some a little bit of hate on these games because of its art style and the fact that it's not in like Sword and Shield, and it's kind of like doing this chibi kind of like. Because kind of how like Link's Awakening remake is a top down game. Right even though it's still 3D, like it's kind of doing that same thing, but I really like that. I really enjoyed that. art style. I'm I'm actually, I told myself after Sword and Shield, I'm done with Pokemon games. I kind of want (laughs) to get, I want to get one of these because I like the art style so much and it it, it reminds me of Game Boy, but still bringing it to upgraded graphics. I'm excited about that.
0: Yeah, I probably, I probably will pick up Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, one of the two. Uh, And I will do the same thing I've done with the last few Pokemon, like when I picked up Moon and I picked up um, Sword, and I was like, I will play three hours of it, realize I don't want this anymore, and then I will put it down forever. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I'm, I'm super pumped for Legends Arceus, and I'm actually kind of glad that since it's a game, Legends Arceus, since it's a game about completing a Pokedex, that there aren't It doesn't seem like two versions of it. You know, like Diamond and Pearl, Red and Blue. Like, you don't have to go trade with other people in order to complete the game's objective, obviously. And that it's just one self-contained thing. Yeah. They showed off some more new Pokemon Snap gameplay as well. Showing how you rate pictures from one star to four as you go. That game looks like it's going to be dope, of course. Pokemon Snap. I'm excited to see how it plays, like, Switch with handheld mode. Like, can I walk around my room... And it uses the gyroscope and things like that. So I can be like, snap, 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 snap. Because you have to say snap every time you take a picture in Pokemon Snap. You have to. (laughs) Uh, That's it for the Pokemon Pokemon. Presents. Any last thoughts, Holden, before we move on to our new question?
1: Let's move on to the new (gasps) question.
0: We have a question here. That Holden has brought to our attention. If you would also like to do that, you can go to affableidiots.com and submit a subscriber interrogative. But Holden's posed a question, does Nintendo need an achievement system? Holden has thoughts. What are your thoughts, Mm. Holden?
1: So, there's kind of been this question of while, like, oh, like, when Switch came out, like, is is Nintendo going to do an achievement system? And I feel like it's kind of been brought up a few times now. I... I have no problem with achievement systems. It's just not necessarily how I want to play games, but I was playing animal crossing. I realized this game has an achievement system and there are actually kind of others. There is kind of like an achievement system in some other um, games. They just don't have like a system wide achievement system. So I kind of started to think in terms of in game achievement systems versus system wide achievement systems. And I kind of started to realize why I think I like the idea of not having an achievement system. One has always been like, I don't like the checklist of like here's the list of things to do in the game that you know, to complete it. Um, like I'll make that list for myself. And it kind of hit me why that's the case. Um, so thinking about like Animal Crossing, the achievement system in Animal Crossing is the Nook Miles system, and you basically will get a stamp in your Nook Miles book for completing certain things, like catching a certain number of fish or spending a certain amount of bells in your on your island, like things like that. But they hide them until you unlock the first one. And then when you unlock the first one, there might be like five stamps for five levels of whatever the achievement is, like fish. It's like catching 10 fish, 20 fish, 100 fish, 300 fish, 500 fish. Um, and I think what I like about that is the sense of discovery in it. Where I'm experimenting with this game, I'm playing around with this game, and w- when I discover that, it's like, oh, now there's this new thing that I can do in this game that I didn't know of before. And I think that kind of contrasts with, like, hidden achievements or hidden trophies in in PlayStation, where you can kind of just, say, show me the hidden information right. sometimes. I, is that the case for all every time or
0: you can in all you can always, in all situations you can hit a button and say show i mean before they allowed okay. that you could still go on the internet and say show me the trophies like look it up yeah. on a guide somewhere
1: that's different because like the internet will always offer that even for animal crossing <laughs> so that's kind of unavoidable um but yeah i kind of feel like there's a sense of discovery in that that i really appreciate but then actually um Engage Family Gaming, or Stephen just um, put something here. I want to see Nintendo's version of Achievement System. I know if they set out to do it, they would come up with something I never imagined. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm open to that, absolutely. Like, if they came out with one, I'd be curious to see what they would do with it, for sure. Um, the reason I think that I'm appreciating the kind of per-game style is that system for Animal Crossing doesn't necessarily, I think, work for, like, Breath of the Wild, which doesn't, nec- doesn't have an Achievement System as much as it, Okay, so here's where I, it differs Breath of the Wild. Their sense of discovering the game is you can come across this guy who will buy monster parts from you, and he'll start to give you certain masks and things like that. But then he'll give you medals, which are like the achievements, for beating all the Hinoxes or all the um, Magdalas in... Um, in that world and that's like an achievement in and of itself but it's like one that i discovered that i found that wasn't in like a list somewhere and it's a unique way of kind of doing that achievement that works in the context of zelda whereas animal crossings is the unique context for animal crossing and then even super mario odyssey which has like the achievements of filling out the list of collecting all the moons like that works for super mario odyssey based on how that game works it's in a little pamphlet that's like a travel book inside super mario odyssey and i'm like I kind of like that, that it's like baked into the game in in some way, and I feel like a system-wide achievement system might not be able to accommodate for that kind of uniqueness per game, and I just i just kind of like that. It's just kind of like a thought that I had this week that I wanted to, to kind of share and throw out there.
0: I think you're right that Nintendo's been doing their own type of that thing for a long time, even thinking back to like Donkey Kong country where they had secret levels. If you collect all the K-O-N-G's and all the levels and that opens up the secret world and they're even harder and that kind of stuff. Like Super Mario World, finding all the secret ac- exits and things like that. Like mm-hmm. They've been doing their own version of these types of things for a long time. But I do think when it comes to third party games they're missing. They're missing out. That mm-hmm. obviously the third parties have already done all the work, especially if it's a multi-platform game. They're, they've already done the work to implement the system it's already on xbox and playstation and they're they are missing out on like obviously it's a very small percentage of people who give a shit about their trophy score or trophies or their achievement score but like why not if the work has already been done and it's just a matter of just like building a framework for that all to work on nintendo switch for case in point final fantasy IX, i'm 100% playing that on ps4 only because it has trophies on there like would i prefer to play it on switch probably handheld on the go play it in my bed yeah i probably would prefer to play it on there but I'm, in fact i have it on vita i have the ps1 classic on vita but i'm not playing it there i'm playing it on ps4 slash ps5 because it has trophies on that remaster it's like why not i feel like it's such a minimal amount of effort and there's so little risk in doing that maybe they don't even have to make it required for every game like playstation and xbox does but just like make it an option because I think that yeah, I they're just missing that. out on a percentage of people that that would play it on Switch if it had that, but I'm I'm not going to because it doesn't have any kind of system like that.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree that you know third parties have already done that work, so it would just be kind of allowing them to continue what they've done on PlayStation and Xbox and just bring it over to to Switch. I think that what might be difficult there is. Nintendo it's, if they can if they still want to do the way they want to do it, they wouldn't be using their own achievement system that they've built. And I feel like they're not gonna build something that they're not going to use. Um, even if it might be uh creating parity between other consoles, which is definitely not uh, Nintendo's bread and butter is doing the same thing <laughs> as, as as everyone else. Um yeah, I mean, I agree with Steven from Gaming, like, though.
0: That like if Nintendo did decide to put any energy into making a system like this, like they would find a way mm-hmm. to either adapt their games or adapt the system to work with their games, and I think it would be great, and I would be totally into yeah. it, it would cause me to put more time into mario kart and and what what if there was like find every shortcut in Mario Kart and experience this level with every type of character and how they're different, unlock all the cards, like you know, I would be driven to play this a little bit more than I normally am. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah i i think there's value to it and i think they could do it if they put thought into it but as you mentioned they're not the type of company that says oh look at things other people are doing let's also do that
1: yeah I, i think one way it would benefit nintendo is in there's a sense of discovery that i think is nice but there's also um at times where that sense of discovery is not fun like for example in super mario 3d world if you fail a level enough times um, you can get the little like special super uh, tanuki suit. yeah, but here's the thing. if you get that, then you technically can't one hundred percent complete the game because the way that Super Mario world's um kind of full complete like uh, are you get five stars on your profile if you do like everything in the game, but they'll shine and sparkle once you do it one hundred percent. If you use that powered up tanuki suit even once, you'll never get. Those sparkles, and that that kind of even if you go back saying, and play hey, that level without the tanuki suit, to my understanding, yes. Ooh,
0: well, I'm already to never under- getting five stars on that game because I played with five year olds. You can get so. five stars; <laughs>
1: they just won't spark. The, you can get five stars; they just won't sparkle and have like glitter floating around them and stuff. Um, which is like the completionist way of doing it. Um, that is like I think that's a frustrating level of of discovery it's that's not discovery that's just like we didn't tell you something that would be nice to know if you were trying to achieve everything in this game so thinking like in certain circumstances like that it definitely would be helpful if nintendo had this like Either just a prompt in the game telling you that, or like an achievement system that lays it out in like the list of different achievements, like completed every single level without using the Super Tanuki Suit, or whatever it's called. Like the, in that like case, BioShock it would be Completed helpful. on the
0: hardest difficulty without you know visiting a dollar bill store. It's like oh okay, gotcha. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Exactly.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Nice little discussion. Thank you, Holden, for that new segment. Oh, you're welcome. Moving on to Fetch quests. Our last thing before we wrap up with Game on Game Show. We have uh, quite a few Fetch Quests this week. First of which, Gran Turismo 7 has been delayed to 2022. Says Jonathan Dornbusch at IGN. This was originally leaked by a French trailer from PlayStation itself to be coming in the first half of 2021. But it turns out COVID delayed it. Surprise. Um, I was actually listening to... This is, okay, first of all, side story. You know that app Clubhouse where it's just a bunch of people talking in chat rooms and, you know, <laughs> smelling their own farts and, and not really talking about anything. Um, Twitter just rolled out a feature like that. And I was listening to one for about three minutes with uh, Jeff Keeley talking to Reggie fils And in that three minutes that I happened to be listening to it, they talked about how when COVID first hit, you know, we saw a bunch of games in 2020 still come out because they were almost done. And it was easy to finish a game remotely, but we're going to see probably a lot more games in 2022 get delayed because it's a lot harder to create a game in a pandemic working remotely than it is to finish something that has a majority of it done and just kind of polish it. So Mm -hmm. that's where we're seeing Gran Turismo 7. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot more games that were scheduled to come out this year don't come out this year. Uh, because of that as well. Got of
1: war I think Jason Schreier even said this. He tweeted out like if you think God of War is coming out this year, I have a bridge to sell you or something like that. Um yeah, I don't think there's a chance God of War is coming. I wouldn't be surprised if Horizon Zero Dawn got pushed out later, maybe still within 2021, but like much later than we would have thought. They just
0: reconfirmed that date. Horizon Zero Horizon Forbidden they West, did. they just reconfirmed that like yesterday. Yeah. Okay,
1: good. Good.
0: Speaking of things that are never coming out, the Halo TV show. <laughs> <laughs> will now reportedly apparently premiere on Paramount Plus in early 2022, says Chris Moy at Destructoid. Uh, it was originally scheduled to come out on Showtime. I do still have the reminder set up for uh, New Year's Eve of this year saying check if Halo still exists. Turns out Halo does not exist. It will not exist. I will win whatever bet that was supposed well, to be It
1: exists. For. It exists. It just hasn't been released yet. And I think with COVID no. an exception can be made to push that 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 back.
0: It's coming, quote, in early 2022, but it's going to get delayed again. Again, it doesn't It doesn't exist. Just like the Uncharted movie. It's not real. Next up, there's a report. PlayStation 5 storage upgrades are coming this summer. Says Brian Ashcraft at Kotaku. Thank God, because I've started having to delete shit from my PlayStation to download new shit. Uh, so, as we all know, there's been an expandable NVMe SSD slot in the PlayStation 5 since it shipped. But you can't put anything in it because the PS5 firmware... Uh, disables that slot for now turns out this summer we will probably see a firmware update that enables it and uh, as playstation has mentioned they will have a list of compatible ssds that work with it as well and i cannot wait it's been way overdue holden
1: have they have they announced um are there any companies that announce ssds that will work with ps5
0: PlayStation has not they're... said anything will work with PlayStation 5 okay. yet. There have been companies that says, well, we meet the speed requirements and we meet, you know, the power consumption and all. Like, we meet the requirements so far that they put out, but PlayStation has not specifically said anything will work yet.
1: I'd imagine if they're unlocking the firmware to allow for expansion slots that they're doing so because there's actual product yeah. to buy to fill in the slot, I'm hoping. Um, I, it would be kind of weird to be like, it's open, guys, but like you can't actually get anything for it. I think that would be a weird time to do it. So hopefully it's all at the same time.
0: PlayStation doing great things. It's what For what seems like the 100th month in a row, PlayStation Plus lineup is amazing in March. Uh, this comes from Ethan Gatch at Kotaku. That was not his title. His title is, here's March's 2021 PlayStation lineup. Um, the games are Maquette, which is a game that's releasing this month, like, day and date release on PlayStation Plus for PlayStation 5. Uh, it's also getting really great reviews, so I'm excited to play that. PlayStation, f- uh, sorry, Final Fantasy 7 Remake, as we've already mentioned. Again, you get the PS4 version, and you won't get the free upgrade to PS5 if you get the PlayStation Plus version. You still have to buy the game. And then Remnant from the Ashes, which is that kind of medieval Dark Souls with guns that we played on Xbox Game Pass last year for a little bit. And then finally, a fourth game, Farpoint.
1: It's not a VR. no. It's a it's a shooter game. It's the shooter.
0: Right, that's why I said Dark Souls with guns.
1: Oh, I thought you said medieval for a second. I'm, I I got confused. Yes,
0: there. I mean it's still like medieval and its kind of aesthetic. If
1: I remember. No, it's no, not. it's not. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Uh, obviously, it made an impact on me. I just remember us fighting that tree <laughs> boss forever. You, me, and Matt. Oh my um, gosh!
1: Yeah, that was annoying.
0: And then finally, Farpoint VR for PSVR is free. Um, if you have, that was the first game that bundled with the PS Aim controller. If you have that, I think that's a fun little tech demo for what the PS Aim controller can do. A killer lineup, like coming off of, oh, in addition, sorry, in addition, PlayStation is giving everyone PlayStation Plus or not, everyone gets a free version of the PS4 Ratchet and Clank remake. Here's the thing to note about that: mm, you already yeah. have it for free through PlayStation Plus if you've been a PlayStation Plus member for a while. But this will be a like full retail version. So even if you have it through PlayStation Plus, go and get go and claim the free version. So that even if you stop paying for PlayStation Plus in the future, you'll still have it.
1: Really good game. And going to Maquette for a second, that game I hadn't even heard of this game before this um, PlayStation Plus lineup. Looked at the trailer, I'm like, ooh, that looks like a really unique experience. Just the idea, like, it looks like a puzzle game where, like, you're looking at this kind of, like, small miniature environment in front of you, and you're walking around it, and when you place objects in that environment, the same thing happens in your full-size environment, because your full-size environment is a full-size of the miniature environment you're looking at, and I'm like, oh, there's so much puzzle potential there, and I'm really, really curious what that looks like it kind of even reminds me of the witness a little bit where you're kind of probably I'm gonna imagine like walking around trying to figure out how to take advantage of this environment for for progression it just that looks really interesting
0: yeah seems like a lot <laughs> of interesting brain-breaking puzzles so I'm gonna play it for about 10 minutes and hate it but it's probably gonna be a really great game <laughs> In full contrast, (laughs) Xbox Game with Gold for March 2021. (laughs) Free games were revealed by Liana Rupert at Game Informer. And for what seems like the 100th month in a row, these are a lot of stinkers, Holden. We have Warface Breakout, Vicious Attack Llama Apocalypse, Metal Slug 3, and Port Royale 3. Coming to free with Xbox Games with Gold.
1: I had to do a double take when I saw Vicious Attack Llama Apocalypse. <laughs> Is that really a game that's coming? Yeah. Uh, I've never even felt compelled to go in and claim the games that I am entitled to because I have games of gold. I've never even bothered to, to get them. Uh, they just need to, they need to take your advice and just put Game Pass in place of yep. this.
0: Get rid of gold. Get rid of games of gold. Mm-hmm. It's a joke uh steven asked the best more- question
1: how long until they give it up and just stop exactly exactly yep.
0: they have game pass playstation doesn't have game pass so they're overcompensating by giving you really great games with playstation plus like just just focus on what you're good at mm-hmm. uh three more stories destiny 2's next expansion is delayed into 2022 so we'll have to subside on beyond light says chris carter from destructoid uh the witch queen which focuses on Savatun, who we've been hearing about for a trillion years, uh, was coming this fall. It's been delayed due to COVID to next year. But it doesn't matter because in that same blog post, they detailed that Transmog is coming in season 15 later this year, which is, you know, like take all the cool shit that looks good and actually put it on something that is is good but has a shitty appearance. That's exciting. Crossplay is coming later this fall as well. Sorry, Transmog is coming this next season, in season 14. Crossplay is coming in season 15 this fall, which is really, really exciting. So we can finally play all sorts of dungeons and raids and shit with Joel, who's on Xbox for some reason. Uh, That's exciting. So they, they have a lot of good quality of life things for players coming in place of, you know, Witch Queen being delayed. But I'm pumped
1: hold please because steven brought up a really interesting idea here he says that going back to games with gold and game pass what if instead of games with gold they just gave you like a library card version of game pass one game at a time or something like that that's a great idea i think that'd be a good compromise hmm. like you only have one game downloaded at a time you can't download more than one game at a time i think that's that's a good compromise
0: that could be, that could be cool. They were, they would have to or like work out one a
1: week or something like that. Like,
0: yeah, I would have to, the way that I play games, like let's say destiny two is that game for me. And then I'm like, cool, I'm playing it, blah, blah, blah. That's a game that I come back to several days a week. And then I'm like, Oh, something else just came out on it. I have to delete destiny two in its entirety right now to download and try that thing that I might hate and then re download destiny two again. If I hate that thing, it's like. I don't know if it would be for me if they did it that way, but that could—that's an interesting compromise. I think that library card way of mm-hmm. doing things certainly works better with single-player Game games is available
1: for you if you want to pay up and, and do exactly what you just said.
0: Yeah. I, but I think mm. it, it works better certainly for single-player games or shorter experiences than it does for online games like Destiny or WoW or, or something.
1: Even if they just said like, "Hey, you still get month like three monthly games." Um, this month, but you pick them out of the Game Pass catalog. What three games did you want to play this month? Yeah. As opposed to saying, here are three shitty games named Vicious Llama uh, or Vicious Attack Llama <laughs> Apocalypse that you'll never want to touch. Try something you actually want to play. Yeah.
0: Interesting thought. Two more things that are kind of interesting. One is Elden Ring news, reportedly coming out in March. Will we get a release date soon? Says... I have no idea how to pronounce this person from Dual Shocker's name. I'm gonna attempt MD Armuga
1: Yeah, I think it's Armu Armuganudin. Armuganudin. Well, yeah, Armuganudin.
0: Regardless, yeah. they did some great writing over at Dual Shockers. And there was a leak. There's like some shaky cam footage of a screener of an Elden Ring trailer. I didn't watch it. Did you watch it, Holden? I did, yeah. Of course you did, you filthy piece of shit. <laughs> you love spoiling things for yourself. Um, I, I'm too hyped so, for the
1: game. I couldn't not watch it.
0: Yeah. I, if it was something like The Last of Us related, no, that's a lie because The Last of Us leaked and I didn't read any of it or watch any of it anyway.
1: Yeah, but that was like a full spoiler. If The Last of Us trailer leaked, I think you might have done that. taken a look, he'll peek.
0: Uh, so there's a trailer apparently that um <clears throat> could be shown off. Uh, sorry, there's a rumor that the trailer could be shown off at a mar- mar- bl- 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 Microsoft March event, but this has apparently been shot down and it's not true. But there's there's increasing smoke around the fire that Elden Ring will have some kind of big reveal soon. So
1: keep on Yeah, through. that that trailer um apparently is a it, oh first of all it looks legit it does not look like someone compiled footage from dark souls three and claimed it was elden ring like it legit looks like it's a brand new game that you haven't seen before that has very similar dark souls kind of you know 3d action uh, th- third third person action combat um but you have a horse there's and like one part um but apparently it's, it's like an old trailer they're kind of just doing um for testing purposes or like to show it off to um Um, different vendors and stuff like that or something like that last year and it's not actually the trailer that we're going to be getting regardless that if it's really the open world Dark Souls game that it looks like it is it looks pretty amazing and the world itself looks kind of cool it does it, it seems to do a good job of having interesting landmarks around the world that you want to go to and like a
0: mountain that you can go to that mountain
1: There's a giant tree that looks like it's made out of gold in the middle of the map, and I'm like, ooh, I want to go there right now and see what's the deal with that big giant tree and how quickly I die when I get there (laughs) and have to find my way all the way back
0: again. Well, you got to mine 64 dirts to make a dirt bridge over to that gold tree, and then when you get there, you'll realize the tree's pretty boring. (laughs) No, I'm excited for that game for sure. Um, I'm excited for however they choose to reveal it and. I just mm-hmm. want us to have more info on it. Like, I'm ready. I think the world is ready. What the world might not be ready for, however, is Deadpool and Cobra Kai riders tackle Sony's Twisted Metal TV adaptations as Ryan Gilliam at Polygon. Um, great. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're both really not excited by a Twisted Metal TV series. We've talked about that in the past. But then to have, like, Cobra Kai associated with it, I watched the first few episodes of Cobra Kai, and that is a deplorable show. It is awful. I hate it so much.
1: I've never seen it, so I don't know.
0: It is painful to watch. Uh, That is it. That is it from our fetch quests. Moving on to Game On Game Show. The Game On Our Gaming Show. We play a game called Game On The Game Show. On Our Gaming Show. Game, 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 game. Hold in. We have a game that we have not played in three months. The last time we played this game was December 6th, 2020. Are you ready for a Quiz Me Captain? It's me, Margaret. Woo! I'm Margaret. (laughs) Holden. This game, as you might remember, has four rounds. Each round is a different time limit, and each round is slightly different in what it contains. This first round, if you get through sorry, if you get through all four rounds, you get a super secret prize. The first round is thirty seconds, and it usually entails some one question overall. Are you ready for round one of Quiz Me Captain? It's me Margaret.
1: Um, yes, but really quickly, we should change the name of this game to Hold and Lost because it's inevitable. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I know how much of a feminist you are, and uh, you might do really well at this one because it is a themed Quiz Me, Cat, Mits Me, Margaret around International Ooh. Women's Month, which is the month of March. So almost Let's everything in this one has something to do with women in video games. And I know that you are super feminist, so I think you're going to do okay. <laughs> Uh, Again, the rules are you have to get through all four rounds to get the super secret prize. If you fail a round, you still have to move on through all four rounds, but you just do not get the super secret prize. Round one, 30 seconds of Quiz Me Captain, It's Me Margaret, starts now. Name seven female video game characters.
1: Zelda, Aloy, Kina. She hasn't out yet, but Kina counts. Three. Tomb Raider. Cortana. Four. Does that count because he's a Croft. robot? But it's a female robot.
0: Yep. Five. Um, it's five so far?
1: Okay. Yep, you have 15 seconds. And then seconds. we're going to have 15 seconds left. Um, we're going to have, um, what's her face? Um, Aerith and Aerith. Tifa.
0: Tifa, perfect. Yes, all right. You had six seconds to spare on that. Very good. Very good. All right, round two. This one gets a little tougher. There I are more Samus. questions, but you have more I time. I let
1: down. I let down Samus. I just want to say, I let down yeah. Samus. You did. Yeah. mm
0: alright so again the second round is four questions holden four questions 60 seconds on the clock round two of quiz me cat it's me margaret starts now which ubisoft game infamously didn't have playable women because they were too hard to animate
1: assassin's creed odyssey
0: it is unity but i'll take it assassin's creed yes Question two. Was that a good excuse? No. <laughs> Very good. Number three. Speaking of assassins, name one Jackie Chan movie that had women in it that isn't Rush Hour. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Karate Kid.
0: <laughs> Correct. Yes, absolutely. You have 30 seconds left. Name 12 countries that women call home.
1: <laughs> America, Canada. One, two. Um Germany, UK, Three, Japan, four, China, five, Australia, six, New Zealand, seven, eight, um, France, Ireland, nine. you have 10 Greenland, seconds. 12.
0: I'm oh, sorry, 10. 11 and,
1: one more, one more, one more. Um and ah, um Korea, North, South Korea <laughs> Whoa. specifically.
0: Whoa, you almost you almost didn't get it. You had like 2 seconds left. Very good, very good. That was a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> Naming just 12 <laughs> countries. <laughs> All well, right.
1: I had to start thinking about, like, I couldn't say, like, Pakistan, because I don't really know if women are, like, good old home Pakistan that treats women so well. <laughs> so I couldn't just name uh, just 12 countries.
0: I also, apparently, am not very good at counting in sequence, because I said 8, 9, 12. <laughs> <laughs> All right, round three. So far, you are on track to get the super, super secret prize. Round three is one question. It is 20 seconds, so a compressed time limit, and it usually has to do with convincing me of something.
1: (laughs) That's right.
0: Holden, (laughs) are you ready for round three of Quiz Me Cat, Mits Me Margaret? 20 seconds starts. Now, should I marry Chloe from Uncharted 2 or Elena from Uncharted All of Them?
1: Elena because it's it's you're going to stay with Elena. Chloe's kind of a wild card. She might run away. She's going to do her own thing and you want someone around that's close to you that you can build something with.
0: 20 seconds is up, Holden. You did not convince me. I'm going to marry Chloe from Uncharted 2. One she's right two using the thing <laughs> she's going to run away she's a woman she's allowed to do whatever she wants it's not that i'm supposed to marry the one that i can feel like i can contain and own oh it's my god
1: what i meant at all don't put it is women's my mouth. Month. I said build something <laughs> <laughs> it's like together it's not what i said at all but i didn't convince you cuz you don't have chloe which is impossible to convince you of somebody you wouldn't want to be with <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, final round. You do not get the super secret prize, unfortunately. But final round, this is a, a series of, of pairs. These pairs are somehow related to women and or video games-ish. <laughs> and you have to just choose the correct one. Correct is completely subjective. Has no, um, uh, There's no through line on what correct means. It's just basically my opinion. So I have 10 pairs you have to choose the right one, four out of the ten, in 30 seconds. Are you ready for the final round of Quiz Me Margaret, It's Me Captain? I got that backwards. Quiz Me Captain, It's Me Margaret.
1: <laughs> yes, I'm ready.
0: Four answers, 30 seconds, starts now. Lego Hermione or Lego Black Widow?
1: Lego Hermione.
0: Absolutely. Wizards all the way. Ellie or Abby? Abby. Ellie. Yes, very good. Correct answer. Five guys or Dairy that's Queen? That's a
1: tough one, though. That's a very tough one. Mm-hmm. Five guys.
0: No, it's Women's Month. Dairy Queen, come on. Ursula or a <laughs> carton of cigarettes?
1: That's that's fair.
0: <laughs> Considering the subject of the theme. Yes. What Ursula, were talking about you said? Ursula or a carton of cigarettes? <laughs>
1: okay. Oh, that's that's really hard.
0: <laughs> Both aren't great, <laughs> but Ursula oh, is a sorry, female, it's, and a cardigan is not. It's way past thirty seconds. <laughs> you lost. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the correct answer was. <laughs> Bad as cigarettes are, and they're just dis- disgusting. <clears throat> Ursula was the worst boss of Kingdom Hearts 1. <laughs> I fucking hated that boss battle. <laughs> I love how
1: to answer these questions. I have to know exactly what you're thinking about in terms of Because <laughs> Kingdom Hearts didn't even enter my mind in that. I'm like, oh, the little mermaid. Uh... <laughs> That's all I
0: really know about her. Oh, man. Holden, you failed. The biggest feminist in the world just failed. Quiz me, Captain. It's me, Margaret. (laughs) Women's Month edition.
1: I have let down my mother. I've let down my grandmother. (laughs) I've let down all the women in my life, and I am so sorry.
0: It's alright. We forgive you. That's it for Game on Game Show, (laughs) and that is it for episode 201 of Respawn Aim Fire. What's your homework, everybody? Well, number one, go everywhere. Subscribe to us. Great. Number two... Go to patreon.com slash respawn aimfire. Download the new wallpapers. They're pretty dope. Uh, They have them for your phone, for your iPad, for your computer, all sorts of stuff. Uh, Go download those. And then also you get the ability to play with us on Thursday nights. If you are a patron, you play with us on Thursday nights with whatever our game night happens to be that week, which is really dope. And then finally is Barf, Backlog Accomplishment with Respawn and Friends. We are having that discussion on Friday night. We will have a special guest with us to discuss discuss Majora's Mask. Um, So go ahead and play that. Write us in your thoughts on Majora's Mask if you've played it before or you're playing it with us right now. And we will read those on the air, we promise. Wink, wink. Um, (laughs) And then make sure you all voted for Final Fantasy IX as the game we are playing for two months, the months of March and April together, since it is a longer JRPG. So make sure you download that somewhere and play it along the way. Thank you everyone for listening. Thank you for participating. And thank you for being alive. Until next time. Thank here's you for our being usual a friend. Thank you for being a friend. Until next time, here's our usual sign off. No, Stephen, not pears like the fruit. Pears like two things. God.